Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat. Hello, Simone. Happy almost August to you. Happy hot as Hades. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> I guess if, if you're not dealing with the extreme rainfall, you're dealing with the extreme heat. So I hope you're staying hydrated and indoors. Um, Yep, set some record highs this week, um, which was a change from the record rainfall that we set last week. So, um, Jacques, I I know um, you keep up with New Orleans events, but we are close to almost our annual rainfall amount. It's July. I saw that, Simone. And, you know, it's just interesting to see, you know, through friends and stuff on social media, them posting about the rainfall and, you know, it's what seemed like for months now. And, and and then you saw that precipitation map and like the entire country, you know, in Minnesota, we're in a record drought right now, you know, but all of that moisture and all that rain is concentrated over southeastern Louisiana. So hoping you all get a little bit of break from the rain um, and also that, you know, because you're getting a break doesn't mean all of a sudden it becomes really hot. So maybe you could a little scattered showers here and there to keep things cool. Um, you know, I hope sending that your way. Remember, remember when little Jacques grew up in, in Plaquemines where it would rain every day right after um, probably Bold and the Beautiful and then you could go back outside and play? <laughs> Do you remember those days? <laughs> well, you know, I never was a Bold and the Beautiful fan. Um, through my, gra- through my grandmother, <laughs> yes. And through my grandmother, we had Young and the Restless. And through my mom, I had Days of Our Lives. So uh. I followed both for a long time. <laughs> but yeah, those were fun days. And, you know, I remember going out and playing in the ditch in front of our neighborhood and then coming back and having to get hosed off before going inside, (laughs) you know, typical Louisiana upbringing, I guess. But I have to ask Simone, um, you know, given the heat, it's good. It's a good time to be indoors and watch the Olympics. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the Olympics. Um, We got some heartbreaking news today. I I am team Simone. I mean, I I I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Well, I'm mainly asking to check in on you because I know it's it's a rough day, but I will say, you know, regardless what a champion and just an amazing person she is. And I was able to watch her during the qualifying and, you know, I just hope hope the best for her, but regardless, she's a huge winner and champion and inspiration for all of us. So sending yeah, strength makes, to the women's sense. gymnastics team and specifically Simone Biles. She, um, Simone makes Simone look good right she helps everybody learn how to spell our name um she gets it out there and and she is an incredible athlete and I, I just can't fathom what it's like to work so hard for your whole life and you know she's been to the olympics before but to have this one all crazy postponed and then um to have something happen so but uh, definitely always team simone so Right, well, and she is still, she, of course. I need we need t-shirts, right? Me um, too. But but I feel like she's the goat, regardless, um, the greatest of all time. So um, yes, we love Simone. We love all of our Simones on Delta Dispatches. <laughs> so, well, I'm so excited. You know, uh, our show is about talking about you know people, wildlife, and jobs, and how it connects to coastal Louisiana. So today we're going to really focus on the jobs aspect. So why don't you tell us a little bit about our guest and and what we're going to talk about today. 
I am so excited to have our next guest on. I harass her several times a week. And so, well, I actually was like, no, Jasmine, um, could you come on the show like officially in an official capacity? So um, she has been an absolute pleasure to work with. Jasmine Brown is GNO Inc.'s public policy manager. Um, we've talked about GNO Inc. before as a great partner because they work to create policies that support um, businesses in New Orleans and drive growth and opportunities for the city's residents. And they truly believe that coastal restoration um, is integral to that mission. And so we are so happy to have on the show, Jasmine Brown. Welcome. Hi, Simone and Jack. It's so good to be on with you guys this morning. Um, I obviously have to comment. I am so sad about Simone, but she is totally the goat, as you've stated, Jock. Um, and, you know, it's a pleasure to be on with the other Simone. <laughs> the other Simone. Our favorite Simone. <laughs> well, we're excited to talk about your work and Gino Inc.'s work, but why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I am Jasmine Brown. As Simone has already stated, I'm the public policy manager here at Greater New Orleans Incorporated, which is the economic development organization for the southeast region of the state of Louisiana, uh, which covers a 10 parish footprint. Um, here at GNO Inc., we are really seeking to make sure that there is a healthy quality of life um, for not just our businesses, but our people. And that people piece includes everyone. So I'm super excited about being on the show this morning. I am a New Orleans native, um, a West Bank native to be precise. Um, and when I say West Bank in New Orleans, I'm only talking Talking about one area of the West Bank, and that is Algiers. Um, and so I most importantly went to high school at Xavier Prep, um, which is now St. Catherine Drexel, right on Magazine Street, and then matriculated to Loyola University. Um, and then went up a little bit and went to our, our state's capital to go to law school at LSU. Um, after that, I moved to Los Angeles for a bit did some compliance, regulatory and compliance work for some companies there, utilities companies out in LA uh, with Deloitte and Touche, and then came back home, practiced a bit, and now I'm at GNO Inc. Um, so I've been here for almost a month. Um, I'm day, I'm sorry, not a month. A year. Me, a year. It seems like I a mean, month. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm a month away is what I meant oh, to say. That makes uh, sense. From my <laughs> one year anniversary, right? So I have one more month and I'll be officially one years old here. Um, but it's been a great ride. And, and the work that I do here focuses on our coastal restoration and protection efforts here, um, as well as our economic mobility efforts and some of our New Orleans music economy work, as well as just general public policy support for our wonderful VP of policy, Ileana Lede. So you went from one LA to the other LA back to this LA, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We like to say it's the real LA compared to the other LA, but you know, Jasmine, <laughs> I have to say, I mean, Gino Inc. does such great work to bring folks like yourself, you know, bright young talent back to the greater New Orleans area to create opportunities for them to for them to stay here. So it's great to see you kind of being part of that, um, you know, that that journey, I guess, for the organization for our region. And I do have to give a shout out on the West Bank since you brought it up. Um, Zela Avant Garde making us all proud and in particular, the West Bank. So I just want to 
give a shout out and props to the West Bank where it's due. And I don't know if you have any comment on that uh, very proud moment for our region. A very proud moment for the state, for the region, um, but more narrowly for the West Bank of New Orleans, which obviously is the best bank. I mean, when we're <laughs> producing that level and caliber, I mean, it's, it's really undeniable. Um, so, yep. Congratulations, girl. <laughs> I love that, Jasmine. That's so funny. Um, so, Jasmine, what um, so like what does your day look like? What's the focus of the public policy team? I mean, I know you pretty well. I know you can be in Baton Rouge. I know you can be on a boat. So tell us about what kind of work you do. Absolutely. So, um, you know, it's interesting. We have a few interns working with us. And that was like the first question that they asked me, Jasmine, you do so much. What does your day look like? I'm like, uh, you really want to know. Do you have time? Sit down. Um, But my day truly varies. And I'll focus really on the coastal work, obviously, because I'm on Delta Dispatch this morning. Um, But it could literally, as you've stated, Simone, just last week, I started the day out on a boat um, with alligators. And I I won't (laughs) preempt the conversation. Um, I know that we're going to talk about that trip a little bit later. And then from there, all sweaty, um, I came into the office, threw on a blazer, wiped down a bit because I had (laughs) meetings. Because I had Zoom calls um, with legislators to talk a little bit about some of the public policy programs that pushed through the pipeline this past legislative session to talk about how we can connect some corporations and business, the business community rather, with some of the tax credits that actually the newly created tax credit programs that were pushed through the pipeline. Um, And then from there, I am bugging Simone um, and asking her (laughs) about what's happening in the coastal space and how best we can be positioned um, to assist from a business community perspective. Um, And then also sometimes, depending on the day, we'll have some CCRE meetings sprinkled in there. And for those of you all who do not know, CCRE is our Coalition for Coastal Resilience and Economy. Um, It is a coalition of business leaders from around the region who have been dedicated um, and who are dedicated rather to be champions of coastal restoration and protection in their respective lanes. And so this roster, this membership roster literally ranges from, you know, your favorite restaurants here all the way to, you know, representatives from the Saints and Pelicans. So there's such a wide variety of CCRE members. Um, and so talking to them about getting them involved in some of the opportunities that Simone may have pushed down the pipeline to me. Um, so it, it really, it my, my day varies. Um, and that's, that's really just specific to the coastal space. Uh, not to mention the economic mobility meetings and um, the New Orleans music economy stuff, which is sometimes really sexy. So, so Jasmine, let's talk about um, that field trip. Well, actually, let's go back. Um, a couple of months ago, Geno Inc. recently partnered with Restore Mississippi River Delta Coalition to host a series of field trips to different places around the GNO area. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about those trips, how they came about, who was on them, and then we can get to the alligators. <laughs> Saving the best for last, I assume. <laughs> the scariest um, part. <laughs> exactly, literally. Um, but yes, those field trips, Simone, thank you so much for really helping to initiate some of those partnerships. In the spring of this year, Gino Inc. partnered with 
MRD um, to host a series of coastal trips that were designed to allow legislators to have an opportunity to see for themselves what is happening along our coastline, not just the challenges, but also the opportunities that lie within our coast. And more importantly, the progress that we've made um, through the coastal master plan projects and other coastal efforts, there has been a tremendous amount of progress that has happened upon uh, along our coast. And so we were able to take over a dozen of legislators from the southeast region of our state coupled with business leaders, um, our CCRE members, and other business leaders from around our region to a number of sites. So we went to Mr. Go Surge Barrier. Uh, we also were able to go to the New Orleans East Land Bridge, Davis Pond, Carnarvon, and others to really allow for our legislators and other business leaders to have a true understanding and experience um, with seeing for themselves what has happened along the coast. And so that's particularly important for legislators, right, as they're gearing up um, for legislative sessions and also conversations with their constituents and they're posed with opportunities to advocate for coastal resiliency and or funding associated with those coastal projects. They now, after those trips, have, an, have a clear understanding of, of what's really happening. I remember my fo first coastal trip um, and it was really exciting um, and impactful to see those things that I had been hearing about and reading about and talking to Charles Sutcliffe and Simone about. Um, so really see those things in real life. It truly, truly brings um, meaningful color to the issues that are along our coast and, and really true um, advocacy as it relates to being champions of coastal resiliency, you know, particularly the coastal master plan projects and things of that nature. So I love the coastal trips. I'm always an advocate for them. Gina Link loves to be a part of hosting coastal trips, especially as the voice of the business community um, and being able to make sure that folks are not just hearing about it and see and, and you know, reading news stories about what's happening along our coast, but that they have a, a real meaningful opportunity to see for themselves what is happening along the coast. Yeah, Jasmine, we get almost immediate feedback, right? Like even yes. on the boat, when they get off the yeah. boat, I mean, it's it's the highest compliment when a legislator gets off a boat and says, I got somebody else I need to take on this trip. They have to come with me. Will you do this again? Of course, the answer is always going to be yes. But it, it's uh, really, really great to see when um, kind of the seeing is believing and, and we can take that. So thank you for extending Gino's, uh, Gino Inc.'s reach out to that. Y'all are also always so, so great. We recently had uh, the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee members come into town and y'all hosted an event for us there. Um, y'all really do these things uh, with us so, so well, and y'all are such great partners. Um, but let, let's talk about that Carnarvon trip a little bit. You recently went out uh, with Dr. Eva Hillman of Pontchartrain Conservancy. Uh, Dr. Hillman also teaches at Southeastern, but you went out with your new CCRE chair, um, Caroline Hayes. Um, so what did y'all think about that? You've been out before, so <laughs> and so was Caroline, I think, too, right? We didn't scare you. Y'all yes. saw dozens and dozens of alligators. 
literally. Um, the Carnarvon trip was amazing. Dr. Hillman did a phenomenal job uh, guiding us throughout the entire trip and really providing insight on what has happened and the progress that the, the saltwater diversion there has made. Um, it really was eye-opening. Um, and, and to your point, I'm so excited that we have uh, Caroline Hayes serving as our new CCRE chair. Uh, we had a wonderful chair before her, um, but Caroline has been involved with CCRE and the Gene Owing family for quite some time. So it was refreshing also for her to be able to go to Carnarvon uh, while we've both been on other trips to see one, the alligators chiefly. To your point, Simone, yes, we saw over a dozen alligators and I'm not saying like we saw them from afar. Like they were literally- <laughs> they, they got up in your business. <laughs> alongside the boats, I mean, you know, inches away from from, from us. So that was both frightening and exhilarating, uh, but we made it out alive, so we're good. Uh, but more importantly, to see the effectivity of the saltwater diversion there was really impactful and also really timely um, to see the land that has been created by the saltwater diversion. And that, of course, because of what's happening around us, um, that was just, it's always a great reminder and very refreshing to see that it worked. So Jasmine, I have to say, um, I am also a fan of field trips and I have a personal preference for Carnarvon. Um, I just think it's, it's beautiful. And, you know, we often talk about the soundtrack of Carnarvon, right? You go out there and you just hear all the bugs and birds and critters and plants, you know, moving. And, and so that, in addition to the beautiful alligators um, and large alligators, it just, just makes Carnarvon very special. So I have to say though, and you alluded to this, but your job is a lot more than just airboats and alligators. And, and a lot of the work that you're doing on these trips and getting people out is in support of specific um, public policy strategies that Geno Inc. advocates for to really help protect our region from flooding and hurricanes um, and really build that long-term resilience and create economic growth and job opportunities. So tell us a little bit about the public policy strategies that you're working on as part of Geno Inc. that relates to um, building that economic prosperity for our region. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what, what, you know, we are really talking a lot about right now um, is what's what we're seeing happening, of course, in the oil and gas industry, um, understanding that we have one of the most trained workforces um, as it relates to infrastructure and the inter um, the interability for for those skills that our workforce in this region possess. Our unique skill set um, really postures us to do great work um, related to whether it's coastal restoration and protection, whether it's offshore wind. We just have this very specialized workforce here that allows for a lot of transferability. And so that's what we're seeing right now, right? Um, we are very involved and at the forefront of bringing forth the offshore wind industry to this state. Um, and so we are really excited about being able to work with our partners, um, our workforce partners, be it the uh, Louisiana Community Technical College System, um, that's LCTCS, so that's Nunes, that's Fletcher, that's Delgado, and other the other great um, community college institutions around our region and really around our state to be able to make sure that there's training in place to uh, make sure that 
those who need jobs, as we're thinking about how the workforce is transitioning with different um, with different um, opportunities now on the horizon because of the expansion of what's happening along our coast. Um, we have been working very closely with them for quite some time to make sure that there's a pipeline um, a, a between the community colleges as well as, of course, the companies to be able to fulfill open roles. Yeah, I, I love that, Jasmine. And we've had uh, recently Harry Borja from the Governor's Office of Coastal Activities, as well as Representative Ogeron on to talk about Louisiana's first ever Wind Week. And we've had, you know, representatives from Nunez and Fletcher Community Colleges on as well to talk about their programs that are helping to support that workforce development. So really great to see Jana Wink leading there when there is, it's so ripe for opportunity in Louisiana. So one of the other things I know you all work on is, um, you know, showcasing that opportunity through regular jobs reports. And I think um, one of the more recent ones was the 2019 Coastal Jobs Reports. What were some of the notable findings from that that really helped make the case for, um, you know, these investments and the opportunity to engage, whether it's at the community college level, whether it's at the, you know, the kind of industry level or the policy level? Well, we truly do believe that coastal restoration and protection and economic development are mutually dependent, right? And so a a piece of that is the obvious, right? Without a sustainable and resilient coastline, there's no protection for businesses, right? So if, if we can do all the work to try to get the businesses to come, but if there's no coastline to protect those businesses, then our work is futile. But the other piece of that is really the workforce piece. In general, um, coastal restoration projects across our state truly provide thousands and thousands of jobs. Um, and so when we look at really what happened with the most recent annual plan, according to, to our calculations, that the projects included in the most recent annual plan actually are coupled with approximately 10,000 jobs, right? And so when we think about it from a workforce perspective, it's undeniable that the coastal jobs, um, the coastal projects rather, are true economic drivers um, of, of for our economy in this state and along our coasts more specifically. And so when we, we really looked at, uh, back in 2019, we produced the coastal jobs report. And one of the main things, actually re- one of the main findings um, and takeaways actually relate to the response that I just gave about our unique work Force um, in the workforce that we have here, and so we 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 looked at the profile of a coastal worker, right? A worker that um, w- would work one of these coastal projects, and what we found through our research and outreach to coastal companies is that the profile of coastal work mirrors any other major infrastructure project or investment that takes place within our region and our state, and so there are clear phases of work with clear workforce needs in each phase that the workforce here in all of its um, uniqueness is able to fulfill quite easily because of the work that we are already doing with respect to infrastructure. Um, And so that really goes to um, exactly what we were just talking about, and that is the power of the uniqueness of our workforce here and how our workforce is able to adjust and transfer those skills where needed across industry lines. 
Jasmine, uh, Jean really just has the greatest relationships with some of the community colleges in the area. And, and that is um, really important, obviously, to this workforce pipeline. And so uh, that's another reason why y'all make a great partner. I think Jacques mentioned earlier, Harry Vorhoff was on the show, but um, you also work with Harry on the state climate force. Am I remembering correctly that you also participate in that as well? Yes. Mm-hmm. So specifically, I am on the equity advisory group um, led by Colette Pichon Battle. And the work that we've been able to do so far has has really been very eye opening um, and impactful. The first few months of us convening really um, led with us being able to define what we believe equity is so that we would have the appropriate lens and unified lens to be able to look at the recommendations that are coming through the pipeline um, in order to reach the governor's net neutrality goal. Um, And so it's been really a pleasure to serve on the governor's task force overall and and really to, as we are thinking about what's going to happen from a transition perspective, um, specifically related um, to climate change, um, we are really looking forward to prioritizing people. um, and, And with that of course, with my GNO Inc. lens, making sure that there's equitable opportunities from a workforce perspective, coupled with the transitions that will be happening. So Jasmine, um, one of the things, you know, Simone and I have talked about, and certainly you and I have talked about as well, is just the opportunity to engage young leaders um, in New Orleans, you know, around coastal issues and the work of coastal restoration and protection. Certainly, you know, maintaining our coast, restoring our coast is vital, you know, now, but also to future generations and to future, um, you know, people that want to live and stay and, and thrive in New Orleans. So I think Gino Inc. has done a lot of really great work to engage the Young Leadership Council or YLC in New Orleans to get them more closely connected to the work of Louisiana's coast. So tell us a little bit about that and YLC and why that partnership is so important to the overall success of coastal restoration. Absolutely. So we like to think of advocacy, you know, through the lens of a number of different opportunities. And and as I've stated earlier, we have our CCRE board um, that has really been quite effective over the course of the past few years related to being advocacy advocacy portals and champions of the work that's happening um, at the state level along our coast. And so because of the effectivity that we saw there, we quickly realized that we want this advocacy to extend, right? We don't want to just have it um, bottleneck, if you will, of, of, amongst leaders um, who are within the business community that um, have been there for quite some time. While they are very, very important to our work and we love and cherish them, we realized that there was an opportunity to also reach the next generation of leaders that um, are within our region. And so thus came the partnership with the Young Leadership Council, as well as our very own uh, Genome's Gene Wing's own Next Generation Council, which um, are very similar as we look at the membership makeups. Um, and so they're really young professionals within their respective corporate spaces and or entrepreneurial spaces um, who are leaders in their community. 
and who really seek to look at problems through the lens of solutions and actions. Um, and so coastal restoration and protection, it's just, it's the, it's, it's an easy sell um, once folks understand what's at stake. So we were able to partner with YLC at the top of the year to develop a 12-month plan um, of, of learning, of seeing, and then of doing to um, really be tact- tactical um, and strategic about informing their very broad membership um, of, of coastal restoration and protection issues and um, major opportunities that lie within the coast. Um, and so it's been great. Uh, we've, we've, we've had, uh, for example, we've had our very own Jacques Aver on at the top of the year to do a webinar. We've had Charles Sutcliffe, the state's chief resilience officer. Um, we've had a number of coastal community leaders, um, such as Arthur Johnson, um, involved, um, who was able to talk to us about coastal resilience at the community level um, and not just at the regional and state level. Um, And so we've also taken field trips with them out to Mr. Go as well as um, in the seventh ward um, to look at some of the great community level initiatives that um, are being brought forth there. So we're looking forward to the last phase of this year's 12-month plan, and that's the act, that's the do part, which is arguably one of the most important important parts. So, uh, we're looking at uh, tailoring and curating some volunteer opportunities for those membership groups to be able to get involved. Jasmine, there is so so much great work happening at GNO Inc. and and thank you for being a leader in, in almost all of those categories. Where can our listeners find out more about uh, CCRE or um, some of the tenants of GNO Inc.? Where can they find out more information? Absolutely. So on our website, uh, gnoinc.org backslash business climate backslash coastal restoration um, is where the all of our coastal uh, efforts live from CCRE to our coastal jobs report and some of our other efforts related um, to coastal resiliency are there. So, Very good. Very good. Well, Jasmine, if you're an avid listener of the show, you know, we usually like to close out with a fun question so we can get to know our guests a little bit more. Um, so, so I'll think I'll take this one over. Um, I was just thinking about, um, you know, some recent experiences that we had. And I guess I just want to go with what is your favorite Tom Tom sauce? <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was either one or two, one or two things. What um, is a like Tom Tom sauce? The Tom Tom sauce. And we learned. I can't, um, I can't. Um, of course, going to have to ask you the tried and true uh, favorite question at Delta Dispatches in the summer favorite snowball flavor and from where oh my gosh so this is an easy one because i'm a creature of habit um and my favorite snowball flavor is pineapple and strawberry light on the juice from hansen's yum yum Ooh, i like the the mixing you know flavors there that's great pineapple's unusual too i love that that sounds delicious and from hansen's it tastes like just like real pineapples, so it's mm. it's delicious. All about this. It's all about the ice too. Gotta tell you that. All I'm about gonna, the ice. Yes. We, <laughs> we went to get a snowball the other day, and like, oh, we could go ride our bikes to get a snowball. It's like it's 114 <laughs> degrees. We are not riding our bikes to go get a snowball. <laughs> yeah. 
You're like, I'm going to dump the snowball all over my head rather yeah. than, you know, like eat it because it's much. so hot. Right. But um, my, my uh, little boy, Ben, has recently discovered stuffed snowballs, which we're not really a stuffed snowball family. And um, he's just charting his own path and loves <laughs> loves a stuffed snowball so um i guess i guess that's not hereditary right (laughs) um jock how about i give the coastal stat of the week and i'll let you close out with the coastal voice of the week that sounds great simone and and i just want to thank jasmine again for all of the work you do and gno inc but also for being on the show and of course you are always welcome back on delta dispatches Always. It's been fun, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and thank you guys for being wonderful partners of, uh, of ours. Um, MRD and Restore Retreat truly hold up our wings in this space. And we couldn't do it without you guys. So thank you. And we love, love, love working with you, Jasmine. So thank you for being such a great partner. Um, okay, our coastal stat of the week is the Louisiana coast is vital to the economy. Without action to prevent, protect Louisiana's coast, up to 36 Billion in business, residential, and infrastructure assets could be lost over the next 50 years, and continued land loss could cost $7.6 billion a year in lost wages, consumer spending, and supply chain distributions nationwide. But restoration can invigorate local economies like we talked about today with an estimated 10,300 jobs, 530 million in wages, and 1.35 billion in sales annually, resulting from state coastal spending. And I will take the Coastal Voice of the Week. And this week, we are hearing from Greta in New Orleans. And Greta says that she supports the coast because it is home to many species, including humans, and it is tied to the history and culture of our communities. Many livelihoods are tied to the fisheries industry and restoration of the coastline protects us all from storms. I would like my children and their grandchildren's grandchildren to be able to enjoy our coastal waterways. Let's take action now. And thank you, Greta, for sharing your voice. As a reminder, you could always go to MississippiRiverDelta.org slash restore dash the dash coast and share your voice. Let us know what the coast means to you and why it's worth protecting and restoring. So um, another wonderful show. Simone, we can't wrap up. I mean, we talked so much about young professionals, so we have to give... I shout am not out a young to... professional. Is that where you're going with that? <laughs> um, please, oh, you yeah. are yes. you are the queen of young professionals. So um, you you totally can you know claim that. But have to give a shout out to two of our Definitely. colleagues who were recently Absolutely. recognized by Gambit's Forty Under Forty. So Emily Buxton, who's policy director with Coalition to Restore Coastal Louisiana, as well as Michael Hopkins, who's the um, coastal uh, assistant coastal director for Lake P- or Pontchartrain Conservancy's coastal program. He was also recognized. So huge congrats and well-deserved Aren't you an kudos. alum, Jacques? Are you an alum of that group? I, it was a few years ago, you know, but okay. <laughs> I, I made it under the, uh, the the buzzer. But but no, huge congrats to Emily and Michael on very well-deserved recognition yes, to them. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Congratulations to them and to their organizations. And so uh, what, a, what a nice, nice way to highlight their good work. Cool. And also have to give a shout out. I don't know if folks may have seen on social media, but the Coalition to Restore Coastal Louisiana recently deployed... Um, I, I can't, lost count. Is it their fourth or fifth oyster reef? Yeah, or, um, in, in Plaquemines Parish. And so they were, you know, out there busy for days in the heat, um, de- 
putting you know, oyster bags, exactly, to build this artificial reef. And that all came from uh, New Orleans restaurants and, and oyster shells that have been recycled. So you can go to crtl.org to learn more about that great work and maybe get in on an, an upcoming volunteer opportunity. And so with that, that is our show. So thanks again to Jasmine Brown for joining us. Um, and we look forward to hearing from you next time um, and for you joining us on upcoming show of Delta Dispatches. So until then, I feel this feels like a very more appropriate than ever sign off, but we'll see y'all later, alligators. <laughs> Bye.